Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, it's running commentary. Notice anything? We are not running. We're not running at the moment. No, it's very hot today. Very hot. Very, very hot. And we thought we'd take this opportunity to do a quick... Q&A. Yes, we'll see some uh, of your questions. <laughs> many questions <laughs> uh, sent to the community via social media, uh, which we thought we'd uh, respond to at our leisure. Democratic uh, <laughs> social media, all uh, represented, except yeah. perhaps TikTok, because Inst- we are too <laughs> old for that. Because we don't understand. So let's jump right in. We've got Go questions, because we said, we said we were going to do a sequel to the Q&A, and everyone said, yes, please, and uh, we've asked you, and your questions are new, they're different. Yeah, the last um, one went really well. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. only a very few of them were cheeky. So right. we'll deal with those when we get to them. Let's um, have a look. Paul, hit me up with a, with a, with one of the three social networks. Let's have a look. Okay, just... should we go Facebook? Facebook. Vanessa okay. asks, how, oh, this is good, dog, okay. away. You, Vanessa asks how we maintain our friendship when we have different views on the lockdown. Well, first off, how does she know that we do have different views on the lockdown? We've, 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 been, very <laughs> we've <laughs> yeah. been very politic. We've been very... That interesting question because there's no shadow of a doubt we do have... Different views on how to on pe- on behaviour during the lockdown, how to deal with it, hasn't yeah. it? And I, 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 th- I mean, I think that that was a symptom rather than a cause. I think that early on lockdown, when everyone, no matter what you're taking, it was very stressed by the absolute yes. craziness. Yeah. Of and life. I was, yes. And I think that it was, uh, it was actually ultimately cathartic that we were both going through it in different ways, while simultaneously working very hard to maintain the podcast. Yeah. It meant we <laughs> had to wrestle with it. It was something that had to be worked through. Yeah. And I think also that. We know, I mean, we don't, it's not just an opinion, we know deep down, there's no point to running commentary if we weren't such different people. Yes. And that's not always clear, because demographically, we're very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, 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 it is really uh, interesting. I mean, I suppose the most obvious one with those is that I don't, um, I don't participate in my friendships to the extent to which people um, agree with me. I disagree with people constantly. He's a big disagreeer. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know if it's my stage of life. I seem to spend most of my time 
having imaginary conversations with people to prove how right I am when I'm not with them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pathetic. Well, it's yeah, pathetic. My, ge- my, my general state of mind is fairly pathetic. No, and I think that's true. <laughs> uh, but we've all done it. And that brings us to the other thing is, of course, that we have a friendship in real life. And it's yeah. so much easier to do this stuff in real life than, we, than it is online. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. If it's we just... were just two comedians on Facebook, then yes, we'd have unfriended each other. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame. <laughs> I mean, the lockdown... Lockdown things brought up a lot. It's made pe- a lot of people really binary, isn't it? But I've always sort of tried to accept that at first most people were terrified, me included. Yeah. And then everyone since then is on a, a different trajectories, aren't they? And everyone just wants to feel safe and be safe and not hurt other people. And yeah. it's just... And it's like a know. graphic equaliser. It's the same set of faders. Some people got different ones out. Some people want to feel completely secure. Yeah. Some people want to make sure that the, uh, you know, that the the, the, var- the most importantly that the thing doesn't spread. And other yeah. people are saying, I want some sense of normality. I want to be able to live my life. I want my kids to be able to go to school or whatever. And everyone wants all these things, really. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. ones that really tr- are triggering and hit you on the emotions are very different person to person. Yeah. I had I had that. Um I, well, I, there was there were several things. We don't worry. We won't talk about the lockdown too much because we could talk about it for an hour, but we're not going to. A lot, a lot. Even of my, though I think uh, Vanessa was trying to stir a, that up. A, a, a lot of my attitude to lockdown was was based around, informed by my own kids, my inability to uh, <coughs> police con- them. Yeah, control them. Uh, um, children, uh, inability to control own children. Uh, beyond the remits of the parent up question. Interesting themes regarding uh, parental tactics. Do you know Other? where they are or what they're doing <laughs> at any given <laughs> yeah. time? Oh. Yeah. yeah, I found myself <laughs> early on, especially with um, with my youngest son, who I loved dearly, but I just didn't get it at all. I found myself in sort of like ten days into lockdown when everything was really intense running after him as he as he ran out of the house mm. to go and see mates in South London. Um, and I just couldn't sustain... I, 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 d- I didn't catch him. And I couldn't sustain that that feeling of panic. I just yeah, hadn't... I just had go. to... I just had to let s- s- stuff go. And then I just... And then I was doing all that... I was doing some charity stuff as well and taking more risks and realising that that's just how I wanted to, 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 to behave, you know. Um, but everyone's... Everyone's different, aren't they? It's yeah, I mean, I think that we, we're, we're still on it, and I'll give you one more thing. I, I do think, you know, this isn't the answer, but I do think it's worth noting. Um, and we were talking last week in our last episode about introvert and extrovert, and I was as surprised by this about me as about you. I think that fundamentally, when it looked like, even before the lockdown, we had quite a lockdown episode before the government yeah. had said anything, that I think that the, the basic thing, the thing of, like, stay in, don't contact anyone, I think that's anathema to you because you're in the community yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think the opposite to me real surprise you know I am hotel room man yeah, yeah, I yeah, could yeah, do yeah. that I'm like my yeah. son has been yeah. you know I don't know if he's noticed he's been reading in his armchair since yes. February yes. and I think that I'm very similar to him and th- these are our essential natures yeah and plus uh, anyway we made episodes all the way through Brexit and we didn't fall out over that yeah yeah totally I mean, I mean, I mean the truth is we, we probably I think we're ultimately on the same level on most of things, but at the same time, if you're going to say what we, you know, where where we stood on various social issues of the day, we'd probably be on opposite sides of of every one of them. The weirdest right. thing about it is <laughs> that we're always both right. So yeah, but but it's uh, 
But that's what makes it work to the extent that this does work, isn't exactly. it? Do you know what I mean? If exactly. we just thought the same thing, it'd be a bit of a... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah, cares, yeah, that's it. Know? Hopefully, you know, we, we worry, of course, we are. It is another um, podcast by two uh, 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 slightly older white male comedians, but there is definitely a difference in personality. No. But, but, <laughs> but, but at the same going. token, we don't get bogged down too much in the politics because what's the point? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because that is everywhere. And what, what, and we, actually, what we like in each other really is running and being stupid, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. That's really it. And in a way, it's self-policing. Uh, Self-policing. Uh, self-policing. Politics never takes over. Uh, politics leads to uncomfortable moments on podcasts that might not be that entertaining. Over. over. Podcast over. Why spread uh, feelings of discomfort in a podcast intended to entertain and inspire? Over. Also, amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how people want to misunderstand. We had that trouble about um, the someone listening to an episode from years ago, a couple of weeks ago, and then always and when I. People thought I was anti-vax, you know, so you've really got to be careful because everyone's so binary these days that you're as likely to hear, even if you hear someone disagree with you, with your argument, it's generally an argument you've already had in your head. So you well, it will be an argument I've had in my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it arrives fully formed. So we go now to Twitter. Good question, Vanessa, though. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Vanessa. Thank and you. Sorry we didn't, re- if you really quite, were trying to stir, sorry it quite, didn't set quite us Quite challenging. Off. Shut up. Yeah, yeah keep a distance. Um, uh, on, on Twitter, <laughs> Lee Thomas Asked two questions, which I think is a little bit cheeky, but let's address those both. Dream, dream running commentary guest, dead or alive, although they would have to be alive. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Um, interesting. I've got really. one straight in for you. Go on then. Tom Cruise. Right, you've gone Cruise. You've gone Cruise. Because surely he's a fascinating guy, right? He's, he is a fascinating guy, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for better or worse, some <laughs> yeah. people, you know. But no, I love Cruise. He's lo- interesting, he's going to be charismatic. And also, what about that running? I love Actual Tom Cruise. Actual running, running in the films. No, I, lo- I love Tom Cruise. I mean, I must say, I'd interpret that question as opposed to, I'd probably go more runningy with it. But then here we come to our different is, personalities. Is anyone more running, different running than Tom Cruise? I'd probably go for someone like... Mm, Ovette, Co, Cram, Zola Bud, Mary Decker. Who who would I go for? Who who, who re- really? Double Decker. Inspired by Double Double Decker. Um, Biscuit Boost. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Snick. Elizabeth chunky. Snicker. Um, <laughs> Snicker. Uh, she, she, I remember uh, once upon a time she was a marathon, <laughs> marathon runner. Um, I would go for in terms of runners that inspire me. I probably go. I, I, I tell you what. I probably go for Camille Heron. It's, I don't even know whether you pronounce her name Heron or Heron. The uh, female ultra distance. Did the, we meet her? At the yeah, we met her at the National Women's Show. This Women is someone show. we could actually. She, she. I mean, and she was the most relaxed, sort of genuinely soft, spiritual person, running type figure you could ever hope to meet. Mm. She's obviously. A, 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 an elite athlete. She's the fastest in the world at what she does. But her nature, her character, she was something about her. I find I, I just I, I think I all those she's amazing. And amazing also, well, like, it's interesting moving over to people what we might actually get access to who would actually be the dream guests anyway. You know, and those top ultra runners are like that. We've actually tried to tee up some ru- interview runs like in the lakes with people who do the Wainwrights and stuff, and. 
the, the, you know, the, the top ultra runners have that kind of zen that we, yes. that yeah, we yeah, yeah, really yeah. want to know about. They are approachable. And, once, and as, as we do leave lockdown, we'd hope to get a bit more active in that direction. We were, ju- we were just on the cusp of really getting into that world before this blooming lurgy crept in. Yeah, it? I think there's some more questions about this summer. But okay. also, yeah, actually, Carpa Carter was saying, uh, what guess you haven't tried, and said, Robert Pope, you know, run, Rob yes. run, the yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump runner. Yes. We met him at the running show, and yeah, he'd be great. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. But it'd be good if we could breed. all go to America and run Monument Valley with him. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. I We'd think I might go home now. <laughs> yeah, it's dreadfully hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and while we're on Lee Thomas's questions, go plural, yeah. favourite run route in Greater Manchester? Favourite run route in Greater Manchester... I, it's pr- you know, I haven't run that much around Greater Manchester. You've run more than me, right? I have. I've run a fair, I've run a little bit around it. I like the I like the park. I can only go on the park runs, really. Yeah, I love South Manchester Park Run. Yes, Platfields Park is is one of my favourite park runs it is anywhere. Really, it is really because nice. it's uh, it's amazing how many times you can do it before really understanding it. It's like a there's a there's a sort of puzzle in the map, which is yes. beautiful, and uh, and it's got a great finish by the lake and a really nice community. I mean, yeah. all park runs do, so don't. No, it does. It, it, yours, it, 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 it is really nice i mean i like the stretford pattern because it finishes on a track yeah that's and it makes good. me feel like i've done the sort of olympic marathon or something when they always finish on a track there's something <laughs> about the the, the the synthetic track finish that that i really like so i get to fantasize a bit for the last 300 meters yeah you know we did that track thing the other day and i said i've never been on one when i did the inverness half marathon that finished on the track yeah but it was a long time ago and i was unfit i'd come back from being ill and i looking back i think i wish i'd embraced that yes i was a little bit too early i didn't get it you know what i mean it, re- like, oh, God, no, good it, it really makes you <laughs> Oh, it re- God, really makes fun. you finish faster, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your dog just scared the Billy's, living Billy's crap here. out of me. Billy's in the garden. <laughs> come on, Billy, come on. Oh, because I'm sitting on some steps here in Paul's garden, and Billy came and sniffed at my arm, and I genuinely thought for a second it was a two foot bumblebee. There she goes. <gasps> there she goes, just oh, ripping hell out of her. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, but also, just runs in Manchester. I've got two I really like. Um, one is if you take the canal from behind the old, well, behind Jury's Inn, where we yeah. stay, and the old um, Hacienda car park, De- Deansgate, basically. Right. You get by the canal and run under Deansgate locks and then follow that. And as you run out, it kind of gets under the new um, tram and you cross it and get onto the River Irwell and just follow it under... There's been a lot of building work there. We went there, but it was Yes, yeah, it's stuff. nice, nice run. You stay with the Irwell, and they're reopening it now, and you get to Salford Quays, loads of open water, swans and stuff, and then cross over one of the two new bridges, go through Media City cross the other bridge and get back onto the canal up by Old Trafford and back. Mm, and mm. that's excellent. It's about seven miles. Yeah, it's nice. beautiful. It's all new Manchester. Some sort of little connections between parts of it where they've regenerated it. And similarly, if you take the canal, I suppose it's uh, east, northeast, and go from, I think it's towards Oldham, basically. But it's right. a straight canal out of town. goes past some old, pick it up uh, like in Ancoats. Right. And then go that way. Just just one towpath keeps changing. Loads of brilliant old buildings, some huge old Victorian brick buildings, and then you eventually get to a very picturesque bit where there's a big canal boat turning circle, and uh, you get into the country there. But there's also a massive supermarket, so you nice. can stop, use the toilets, have and lunch. You can also, and I, and I mean, if you get out great in Manchester, Tatton Park around there is really nice. You've also got. I mean, I've got. I remember a. a um, a, a, a sprint I did down Deansgate from Waterstones um, when I got caught nicking the complete works of Samuel Beckett and I ran, <laughs> and I ran away. 
that, that, that's a run I will always remember. It's a little bit train spotting. <laughs> isn't it? It's kind of literary <laughs> athletics and train spotting yeah, all at once. That was when I was a student. All right, let's let's uh, let's Samuel be democratic mind. about yeah. the internet and go to Instagram. Our old friend of the show, Vicky Bishop. Hi, Vicky. Who has been? I nice from you. She's, she's injured, and she I think she's oh. run in seven months. Oh, bless her. So oh, obviously, goodness. this is a personal question. What's the longest you've been off running due to injury, and how do you cope? Yes. That's a big question. That's a really tough one. I I mean, the the reality is, I have to be honest, um, I don't cope very well. Um, I had probably had about a month. The longest I've been off in terms of injury incapacity was probably about three weeks when I had the hernia operation. Mm. Um, Should you have stayed off for longer? I should have stayed off for longer, but I just couldn't couldn't not run. So I, I started running quite maybe a little bit soon after that maybe it might have even been two weeks just little five five minute jogs whilst it still hurts but there's obviously some some injuries and you literally cannot run well i think they're going back a couple of weeks and yeah, you could if you haven't heard it go to tom price because he had a was put out of running by the operation on his leg mm, and mm. at first he was like, i'll be back and then it ended up being just three straight months where he couldn't do anything yeah and uh, and also just in the lockdown, which when running is, has been such a Complete godsend to people a visceral into, need, you know? wasn't it? So I mean, it must be like it has this year. I, su- I suppose it's um, it's whether there's any alternate alternative exercises available, isn't it? I mean, yeah. swimming or cycling or you know just just and to get that if same if endorphin. Your health, just to get out, you know, to go for, if you can if you're fit enough to walk, you know, mm. just walking. I know that. Um, uh, uh, Susan on Instagram was was cycling instead of running when she was injured, but yeah. of course it really depends on the injury, doesn't it? Yes. But also, yeah. do you know what my first thought was? And it's very kind of touchy feely. I don't even know, but I think you've got to be careful. You've got to forgive yourself. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. Got to yeah. let yourself go there. You know what I mean? Because I think ultimately, some part of you, the part of you that wants to run, is going to be horrible to the part of you that isn't allowing you mm, to run. Mm, mm. And you've got to spend some time with that. Yeah, yeah, I met, uh, the, yeah, I met someone, I met that yoga teacher in the street and she was someone who'd got into yoga. I think she was training to be a yoga teacher anyway and then she was very ill and then had to recover from that and learn yoga. And she was saying part of it was that when she was first ill, she didn't let herself, she didn't forgive herself mm, and made mm. it much worse and eventually had to build a whole new relationship with the body, which yeah. is very yogic. And you know yoga, Paul. Yes, and uh, she also learned to swivel her head around 360 degrees. <laughs> Splendid ability in parties. I, I, I just wonder what her mother's doing now. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, when you can't run, you feel exiled from the world of runners, don't you? You yeah. see people running past you and you think, I want to be them, I cannot be them. And it's Yeah, and if you've really set, I mean, a lot of difficult. these other questions about motivation, if you've got that switch on that makes you want to run, which we really have, yeah. then, then that can become a negative when you're not allowed to. Mm. It's like you say, I mean, mm. I will see a runner while I'm running and think to myself, oh, I should be running. It yeah. never, you never don't feel that way. No, it's a way of seeing the world, isn't it? You see, you see a bit of space and you imagine yourself running through it. I mean, it, there, there might be an opportunity in there to strengthen your body in other areas or do bits of stretching and stuff and swimming and sort of, you know, just to sort of re, recalibrate your body a little bit, mm-hmm. which might have been part of the reason why you got injured in the first place. It's hard to know without knowing the specifics of, of that injury. But it's that sort of do as much. I would say do as much exercise as you can yeah. uh, in in different ways. And listen that. to your body so carefully because on the mm. one hand, you know, you can't don't deny yourself running if you can gently run, and don't run on an injury if it's a bad idea. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. only you can ultimately yeah. know which of those. Yeah, good is luck the with case. that. Be good to yourself, and yeah, yeah good luck. Um, uh, Graham asks. Oh, this is interesting because it relates. Where does your motivation to keep running come from? <gasps> this is an interesting one. People ask this a lot. Mm. I think that people 
you know, big runners and, and friends of the show, I think that a lot of people wrestle with it a lot more than we do. Right. And I'm not yeah, saying, yeah. and you might think that's me being all smug and saying, oh, I'm just into it. But I think it's because we're comedians. Mm. I think a lot of it is logistics and f- f- squeezing it into your day. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but, and we've got unlimited time. <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> to, <laughs> most of, most of the time, our run, is, our run can be, as opposed to something that you put on around the structure of your week, to, a lot of the time, our runs are the structure of our week. For me yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah. Say, so I'm going to run four or five times this week and I, I manage my week accordingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, it's, motivation's not something I struggle with, actually. I, 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 and and that's, that's the same of whether I'm running specifically to try and get faster for a race or just running to maintain... Because I just enjoy the act of running so much. Yeah. I just enjoy physically running. I don't, I, I, as regular listeners all know... I don't listen to music. I, I often don't even time it. I just go. I just go for a run. Yeah, I although do, that's interesting because I do listen to music and motivation. Good music really helps. You yeah. know, when I'm going out for a run on my own, particularly if I'm going out to kind of cheer myself up or feel better or yes. whatever, yeah. then knowing that I'll be listening to some good music really does help. Yes. Or a great podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think also, you know, whether it's manual, like I think with me, or innate, like with Paul, you ultimately need to have an ongoing state that you're going to be running. You know, mm. so that you don't have to bring your emotions into it. And yeah. it's better if that's not rigid. If mm. you're not saying, I'm mm. going to be running at 10 a.m. on Tuesday for eight and a half miles at this pace, that's different. That's front brain, that's mechanical, that's mm. training. If you just think, well, I'll be running because I run, because I run, yeah. you know. And then, if you don't want to run, you get to, that's when you get to make your decision. If you don't want to run, you can sort of say, well, of course I don't want to run, yeah. and then still run. I mean, on, on, a, on a practical level, just by arranging to run with mates helps because you just you tend to not want to let people down yeah. and stuff and that of course makes running social and, and helps as well and you want to get yourself in a position like you were saying where you're so committed to your running and you run often enough and it's such a part of the fabric of your week that when you really don't want to run it's okay not to yes you know yeah. when you get you think I'm going to run 10 miles and you run a mile and you just think I'm not feeling it yeah. then you need to be able to say yes to that but that's because it should be a rare occasion mm. if that's every time you're going the relationship's not working and it's re- remembering the feeling that you get after run as well isn't it and, and that, that's slightly different but the same as what I was about to say is that the, if you spend too much time thinking about whether you want to run or not what you're really doing is you're relating too much with the beginning of the run. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. the, the, bit, the best bit of the run is after you've started. Yes. So you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. possibly know what it's going to be like. Yeah, and it's hard, it's hard to uh, relate to it when you're not running, isn't it? Yeah. Even now. Of course it is. Because we're going running it's soon. It's the same as... It's we're going running soon. But. I don't think... We, yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, I, <laughs> but it is exactly... And I think the way to think of it, whether you've done one or not, is it just as a, as a metaphor. Is think of a marathon. When you train for a marathon... You, everything you thought, every, all that information, all those gels and bottles of water and the map, they're all in your head on the start line and they're of no use to you. Mm. You've got to get out there and run five miles, ten miles. You've got to run 20 miles yeah. before any of that stuff has any real relevance mm. to your life. Yeah. So, and that's true on the Wednesday morning run. Yeah. You know, of course, if you're not feeling it, then the first five, ten minutes won't be any fun. 20 minutes in, whatever you're thinking now, you'll be all right. It'll you, be gone, it'll be done. It'll be okay. And it's also one of those things that. I talk about it a bit in my book, and people mention it from time to time. It does give you a semblance of of control over your life as well. If, if it's part of a bigger thing of preparation for an event, it's quite nice that it is something you can take hold of. That's a, that's a sort of that can be motivational in itself. This is mine. I can control the elements to the extent that I can. It might be raining or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and on the day, I will feel feel the difference because you get the 
you get the race that your training deserves. That's yeah, it. That's psychologically, all you, you don't get anything end, else. That makes you like a <laughs> yeah. uh, top sports person. But this is again true of us or any white work over run is ultimately you have to slightly, you've got to dissociate from your own emotions. Mm. You know, if you're a runner, if you're going for a run at some given time, and by the way, if you run, then you're a runner. That's yeah. our rule. Yeah. Then on the day when it's time to run, if you want to run, great. You're going to enjoy that run. If you don't want to run, bad luck. Off you go. It doesn't really matter what yeah. you think of it. <laughs> Just go out for your run. Get your trainers on. Get out there. What does uh, and my wife's wonderful late grandmother Nana, who she said, if in doubt, go out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. One. It's fantastic that advice. One, yeah. that's well, I think I might or might not want to go for a run. Good. Yeah, yeah, Tell yeah. us how no. that panned out when you get back. No, that's a good one. So, birds or dinosaurs asks. Do you get knee pain, and have you got any tricks and tips? I to thought that was a question. It? Then I thought that was a question. Birds or dinosaurs? Um, yeah, birds or dinosaurs? <laughs> birds or dinosaurs. I'm, I'm happy either way. Make your decision. How many people are, are coming to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> knee pain. Occasionally, I get twinges of knee pain. It's a, it's a thing that people often talk about, isn't it? Runner's knee. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a there's a few different things. I think you have to be careful, um, but equally your knees, if you do a lot of running, you're going to get some knee pain at some point. Mm. Um, to get technical, the ITB is a vulnerable area. That's the strap that ties the running joint together on the side, the intratransitional band. Yeah. It's a muscle that goes across the side of your your uh, uh, knee, and you can get a bit of RSI in it. It gets a bit sore. That's that's technically runner's knee, right. and you can massage that with a by rolling it with a with a with with like you could roll it on a tennis ball or get one of those rollers and roll your leg across. Yeah. It. Um, but generally, if you run uh, a lot of miles, you're just you'll be very lucky if your knees are completely in balance with each other. Yeah. So one's going to hurt more than the other, and you know. You've got to be careful, but don't worry about it too much. I, mean, I used to run with a knee support for a long time. Mm. In the end, I took it off just so that my legs stopped, so that I stopped being a bit ginger on that knee. Yeah, I'm And that knee's fine. And then my other knee, I had an injury, and it's just not as strong. It's been hurting quite a lot recently because I've been cycling. Right. And, and I do all the stretches, and sometimes the stretches feel very... I think the knee pain... I think your knees protect themselves. So a lot of the pains are very kind of like warning lights. Mm. So you've got to listen to them. But ultimately, if your knees are working, they're probably okay. Good stretches, massage afterwards. Yeah, try and also try and uh, to the extent that you can run on soft surfaces. I mean, we, we, we run on a lot of soft surfaces in decent trainers. Also, try and take um, how you run as well. It's like, I don't want to get too technical about it, but often when you see people running, taking taking loads of long, heavy strides, there's huge impact every time you your foot hits the ground, but if you take more, more short, quicker strides, do you know what I mean? There's just less. There's ways of running that that. Uh, yeah, that that's reduce true. Impact. Conceptually, you can be gentle on your knees as you go, can't you? Yeah. If you can get but, used and to but, that. And there's, but there's also this illusion that that it's just runners' knees and everyone else's knees are absolutely tip top. Yeah, you chat yeah. to half the people in the world; they've got knee problems. Yeah, yeah, knees you know? are like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, do like a lot of work. And people uh, talk yeah. about runners' hips and stuff. I, I know a lot of mates have had hip replacement. None of them are runners. It's like you know, it's Mrs. Hudson <laughs> and Sherlock. She's got a terrible yeah, hip. Yeah, I don't so, think she's a so it's like, yeah, it's muscles. You, you want, you want your, your, your uh, quads to be strong, don't you, to try and stabilise the knee. Having yeah. said that, be, birds are dinosaurs, I think, as bird, the knee operation delayed due to uh, uh, COVID-19 right. and is managing injury and running through it. So yeah, that's let us add a proviso that is to please be very careful. Yes. Ultimately, we can't know whether our own, let alone someone else's knee pain, is a genuine injury that would be exacerbated by training or running or something that you can just run through and work with so uh, um, let's uh, be careful be careful be ca- 
Should we, should we do this one? Do it. This is from Twitter. This is, this is from Twitter. Grumpy Tired Dad, who's a regular contributor. Hope you're yeah. well, mate. Um, he says, favourite hangover distance, fast and hard, or plodderoo? Yeah, we it's a good we don't really know that. I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> yeah, well, Run, do you, running? Mean, do you Run. mean we never run hangover <laughs> or we always run hangover? <laughs> it's a bit of an assumption in that, isn't it? That we'd have a f- that we'd run hangover so many times that we have a favourite distance. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would, <laughs> that's funny because I was going to say I've run hangover so many times that, uh, of course, it's useful at any distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I genuinely, I think that when it comes down to it, that that the, the good thing, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> please drink responsibly. The good thing about running on a hangover is that you it puts you at one remove from the running. And this connects to what we were saying about getting your running motivation because the great thing about hangover is you don't want to do anything. Mm. So, of course, you don't want to run. Yes. In the same way, you don't want to go to the shop. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and yet, but but, and that if you're if you're doing a park run, and this all this is really works for, for from a point of fitness. If you're running regularly, you've got a base level of fitness, then your body can handle the hangover, yeah. and so the hangover becomes psychological. And yeah. what you do is. And then it dissociates you. So if you want to do a fast one, I mean, I've done a lot of blooming park runs hungover because they're on Saturday morning, for goodness mm, sake. Mm. So, um, so you know, you do a comedy gig, you stay up, you have a couple of pints, you get to bed late, you know, and then you get there. And that's a really good way to unlock and then hammer off for 20 minutes and run as fast yeah. as you can. But equally... If you want to go along the canal to Oldham, why are these hangovers always in Manchester? That's strange, isn't yeah, it? Bizarre, then isn't again, it? You, it's, it just helps you unlock. It's yeah. a way to shut, for me, it's a way to shut my higher brain up. Yeah. So happy either way, fast and hard, yeah. pot I mean, I, 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 it depends on the severity of the hangover. But, but if we're talking sort of mid-range hangovers, just your general common garden, <laughs> one and a half bottle, two bottle hangover. Like a, a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I often, f- I, I like running hangover. I mean, I often find myself when drinking thinking I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's hangover run. <laughs> That's um, weird. I like it. It just, it just as a kind of... And this really worried me when someone said, I'm, I'm going to try it. Like yeah. a keen runner who never drinks. <laughs> thinking, I'm going to try this. We're not trying to there's sell a kind this of, idea. There's a kind of, as the sort of, and my favourite distance would be anything between an hour and a, an hour and a half through the woods. And there's a sort of fade as that sort of dehydrated melancholia kind of dissolves into a kind of blissed out, sort of kinetic, sweaty. You just sort of run through it in a nice way if you're fit enough to do so. I'm not incredibly fit, but I'm fit enough to run for an hour, hour and a half, and it feels quite relaxing, you know, and especially through the woods, but really slow. I don't do any fast stuff. I'm not like you. I don't do fast stuff. I just like uh, a sort of meditative long one. I, did, I once tried to do a, a long run hungover, like an 18, 20-miler whilst hungover, and I, I had to stop after about 15, 16 miles. I just had, just, I'd had, I'd had enough. I was finished. Yeah. Um, and I, w- I would go so far as to say that is a really stupid idea. Yeah, because you could, you could collapse. You yeah, it's a really, really... I mean, when you're running that's a in really any kind silly of temperature idea. and you're running a long way, dehydration is a danger. And yes. And, of course, uh, drinking dehydrates you. So yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I do... Yeah, I love a hangover parkrun, but equally, it's partly because a parkrun feels like a hangover anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a wrestle with existence. But we have to say, don't drink and run for good. No, and this is, come you on, know, come on, we're fellas. not dissing our, our, come our own skills. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to be at a level of fitness for this to be any kind of Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I should say, though, because you jumped ahead there, it doesn't matter because you're jumping yeah. around, but I don't want to miss this one. Um, Kevin uh, Bonfield, friend of the show, what's our proudest running commentary moment mm. and uh, what's one that makes us cringe? Mm. Mm. I'm very proud of us uh, podcasting London. Yeah, I, I think, I think um, that was... A really, a really good podcast. Just felt good, didn't it? It felt I really we nice. Caught it, you know, it I felt really nice. It, yeah, you can hear what it feels like, which is yes, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the journey of it. There. So that was last. That was last year's London, wasn't it? Yeah, and we, we were going to do New York this year, so we will. We'll podcast the marathon again for sure. Yeah, we definitely will. And that was that was like a four-hour, just a nice. It's just nice to because. Because we've been doing the podcast for so long now, and we're not really conscious that that we're being recorded, that has advantages and disadvantages. Sometimes we talk nonsense, <laughs> uh, yeah. but sometimes, but yeah, it, once or it, twice. Yeah, it means that it's <laughs> <laughs> it means that it's unselfconscious. So you get yeah. an unselfconscious sort of filter of what a marathon experience is, and yeah, it's quite yeah. nice, isn't it? It's quite nice. Yeah, so that, absolutely. That, and for and me, you can hear the journey. Yeah, for me, it was interesting because it's probably one of my most, my most enjoyable marathons, and it was just my, my slowest and the one where I was just participating with other people yeah, and it was yeah. uh it was really euphoric and good fun you know so i think that was and also running through lockdown which has been driven by you really i mean you, you sorted all that technically that's been no mean achievement really. yeah but you threw the ball you know and it's true i remember there was a kind of moment and it's always the it's the flow of the river isn't it i'm getting more and more feeling more and more spiritual talking about this stuff they're looking for the zen in it the neutral space where you're just running and i think that that's it like you say forgetting the being recorded running through the journey of the marathon and in the in the lockdown there was that moment when it took weeks to really get it together the remote recording yeah and then kind of as we got it we knew we'd be able to do distance running again so it was kind of coming to an end yeah there's a moment there where we ran out one morning and uh we were in two different places and it was just as much fun as if we were in the same mm, place and mm. yeah it was it was special yeah 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 yeah. we managed we managed to do that it was, it was good and, and and because of the way we record it it wasn't like you know other 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 podcasts or radio shows where they used to all being in the same room it yeah. wasn't affected in the same way because we recorded no, it on the fact, run another one of the questions from ben was how did we solve the tech for the running which is you know it was a wrestle and it was 
you know, we won't go into too much detail because it's not that interesting. But the fundamental, we were given a gift this year, really, because the fundamental trick to recording running commentary is we are, these are two individual recordings. Yeah. And then Steve puts them Steve-o. together. Steve-o. Steve-o. Here's to Steve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he really helped with the developing the tech and finding the right machines. Yeah. But that's the trick. It's two recordings that we then um, splice. Yes. So when lockdown came along, we were ready. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I hasten to... I'm almost nervy to go back to this. What, what Kevin proudest runcom moment and one that makes us cringe. Mm. I'm trying hard to. Yeah, I think. Well, I think on the one hand, as comedians, we're probably quite a lot further from easy shame. Yeah. than some people. <laughs> um, and some it, people like we should be ashamed of that. Know, thing. Just from a kind of improv point of view, we've got to b- embrace anything and all that happens. But yeah. the f- so actually, something that's really quite fun because of my inability to enjoy it. Is when we get lost. Yeah, when you got when we got lost in Dolby. Yeah. Oh, God. I almost said when you got lost then. Well, I was the map reader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and Dolby I pride Forest. myself. I genuinely listeners to the show will find this ridiculous, but I pride myself on being a good map reader. So the number of times we got lost, and that time we got so lost, and I was yes. so cross. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I realised how traumatic you were finding that. Yeah. Because I'm quite used to being lost. I think I'd be pretty... Yeah, exactly. You don't mind. You, yeah. You're a free runner. You just get out there and let it happen. I'm, I'm much more... Um, uh, and Dolby uh, as well. Isn't that in Yorkshire, Dolby? Yeah. So I was sort of on home ground-ish because yeah. I'd, I'd run in Dolby when I was a kid, but... I and we ran. got lost when we went to Oz Motherly, but you were in charge then and you didn't yeah. care, so that was okay. Yes, we got... Yeah, we, yeah. When it, basically, that's why we keep to the same routes because anything off the beaten track, we quickly get lost. I mean, cringy. Yeah, that's it. I think that's probably it, actually. There's nothing yeah. really, because we're pretty shameless. Yeah, shameless. Um, um, Jules, this is a bit of a te- technical question on Twitter. How much slower than target marathon pace would we recommend long training runs to be? Ooh. I have my first thought Ooh. here, Jules, technical. is to try technical. and run sometimes without an idea of what the pace is going to be. Just go out and see. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I tend to run for time when I'm training for a marathon, so... You mean a, f- a period of time? Yeah, for a, a period of time. So yeah. I tend to, like, you know, by, by the end of marathon training, I'd hope to be running for, like, three hours quite slowly. Um, and when I'm getting serious about it, I try and do... I mean, when I, when I say slow, it's like if I'm aiming to run a marathon at seven-minute mile pace, my, my long Sunday runs will be between nine and ten-minute miles, mm. you know. Um, so that's that is really slow. It's basically slow, yeah. You, it's you really, get, really slow. You're running for miles, not. I'm for just running for miles, not 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 for time. Yeah. Most people say at least a minute and a half slower than your target marathon pace. But when I'm getting serious about trying to run fast, I just try and finish strong. So if I'm doing a 21 mile run or a three hour run, I'll try and do the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes at a pace, an effort level that's harder than the preceding you know, th- th- two and a half hours or whatever, just to yeah. get used to pushing into the pain, you know. It's I more th- like sorting out a relationship with pain, really, those long runs. Yeah, well, that's... And I think there's also just a, uh, a relationship with steadiness. Mm. You know, when mm. I go out for a run, particularly a long run, I really don't... And I'm on my own. Yeah. I don't decide on the pace. Sometimes I think about it, but other yeah. times I don't. And often I'll find a faster run, yeah. which is, I suppose, the sort of pace we call like tempo. So probably... Let's say I go for a run that's like several miles... Um, like I did a 10 mile run at eight minute miles the other, the other mm, day. That's a good one. Yeah. And I wasn't 
it wasn't the decision. I, I just went out and I was going quite fast. But the thing about it is, there was a moment on that run where I thought, oh, okay, I'm running fast today. Yeah. I will try and maintain it. And the maintaining it is the important bit for me. Yeah. I want to be able to look at my stats. Because I do, I didn't used to look at my stats at all. And I still, I measure it on the phone. Yeah. I never look at it. I want to look at it when I get home yeah. and find that, the, the pace is so steady that if anything happened, like I stopped to go to the toilet or had to get stopped to cross the road, mm. I can see it in the, in the mile pace. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah so if yeah. the thing says 8, 8.10, 8.12, 8.10, 8.34, I think, oh, that's when I was stuck waiting to cross the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's, that's, I want that steadiness. Yeah, you're, and ultimately, you're... the steadiness only really comes from a very uh, subconscious sense of what you're, pace You're, you're a bit off. more metronomic than me, aren't you? You like a steady... A steady lit when you go for, and I like to run. I'll sometimes I'll run really slow and then just run the last mile really fast, just for a laugh sort of thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's sort of different. A bit fart lucky. Yeah, a bit bit sort of fart lucky and, and and flowy. But yeah, it's it's getting that time on your feet really because you, your body's always training. So the longer you, the longer you're out running, the more your body's scrambling of how can I reduce the energy that mm. this costs. You know, it's always making little adaptations in form and stuff in your running form to save energy because yeah. that's all your body wants to save energy so the yeah, more you run the more the body learns think, exactly and you don't want to build this thing backwards uh, Jules you know I think uh, target marathon pace is something that you need to have and you should train yeah. for that's great but don't start just with that number and then train for it with pure mm. front brain mathematical training some of this should definitely be like Paul says pick a distance or an amount of time and then just go out and run it and don't think about what speed you ran it at till you get back yeah yeah and yeah. see how it felt you know yeah. try and unlock from it for at least some of the training yes yeah 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 um, this is um, Jenny Rob what's your favourite gin cocktail recipe Mm, okay, that's a, thank a you. Mix well, um, go back to earlier this year because I think my first thought is French seventy five, which is really nice, and that's got gin in it, isn't it? Right. That's uh, um, uh, there's a, there's an episode there where we were at Hackney Marshes. I can't get it right now because I haven't lately made one, but it's something like uh, a juice of a lemon, two, two shots of gin, uh, nice. two scooches of sugar syrup, sugar um, syrup, um, shaken over crushed ice, and then you top it up with. Uh, Something fizzy like Prosecco. Nice, And then nice. put a little strawberry on the side of the glass. And that's fantastic. Very wow. sweet, very sharp. Nice summery and, drink. Uh, but beyond that, you know, get. I, I'm a true believer in a high-quality gin and tonic. Yes. See, I don't believe in all these fancy gins, flavoured gins. You just want a nice, clean, pure gin, like a Tanqueray. And then if you've got a really strong, posh uh, one that's been laid in for a while, serve it with grapefruit. A lighter one with citrus. Make sure your tonic is served from something nice and fizzy, like a can or a bottle, not not from a tap or an old bottle that's been open. And uh, loads of ice. Yeah. Keep the citrus heavy. Lemon's no good. You want lime, if not grapefruit. If you're into those wheaty, kind of Hendrixy, grassy gins, maybe a bit of cucumber in there. You're really into your cocktails, aren't you? I love this. <laughs> That was such a detailed response. That was fantastic. That was like a short story. That um, was brilliant. All right, let's You're go really another way. Kate asked on Instagram, what's the one running-related thing? What's the one? We're only allowed one. Okay, I'm going to rephrase this, Kate. What is one running-related thing that we've learnt in lockdown? Mm. Interesting. Um, the one running-related thing we've learnt in lockdown... Um, I suppose for me, it's a little bit serious, but I suppose just how necessary running is to me. I mean, it's like, you know, people, uh, 
you know, the government have made loads, obviously, they've made loads of errors. There's been, but one thing they did get right was the hour a day for me, personally, and for, this, for the state of the nation, you know. Yeah. We're constantly bombarded with tales of, like, we need a tough lockdown in Spain, you can't run, etc. I think that would have been really bad for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. They were, um, I bought a running and, machine and, 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 uh, they didn't have to use it. Yeah, and I really, really valued that and really needed to go running as a, as a sort of release of tension. And this is sort of tangential to that, but also realising, um, and I suppose learning, that other people needed it too, and how good running is. It's, it's like being in a religion and realising it works for other people as well. Seeing yeah. so many people get into running yeah. has been, for, to me, that's been fantastic. Yeah. Just the different types of people getting into running. It's just, I, we can't, you can't stop reiterating the fact, because when we talk about running, what we talk about when we talk about running, so yeah. one can very quickly talk about numbers. Distance, pace, mm. PBs, shoes, vapor yeah. flies. Yeah. And uh, it's just so important to remember that it's healthy. Yes. It's healthy for you spiritually. It's yeah. healthy for you mentally. It's healthy for you, not just in terms of your body, but in terms of fresh air. Yeah. And just psychologically seeing sky and water. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah, these things are huge. It's connected for me, really, because the lockdown led me away from parks, away from towpaths, my usual routes, and towards big spaces, which in turn was slightly further from my house. Right. And I've learned to run more like you. Running right. further... Um, sometimes slower, yes, but yeah, just yeah. being prepared to be slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less worried, really. I think I've always been a little bit, I didn't realise I was, but I think we've always been a little bit careful to finish the run and not run. Right. You know, to run seven miles, then stop, and then right. take a day off. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. it's only in 2020 that I've gone, oh, I've run nine miles, but I've run another three, and then go the next day and do another six or maybe eight. Or pa- Generally, it's longer. Sometimes it's shorter, but it's just got looser. Pa- pa- part of that is because... Um, you're a little bit more uh, cautious about, you know, public transport and travel and stuff. So you just, you got into, which I think is really healthy. Just if you need to get somewhere, just run there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's when you get really fit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You yeah, just yeah, think, yeah. I'm just going to run there and then I'm going to go for a run. How am I going to get back? Well, I've got to run back. And then you, you just, run, you that, that means you run, you, you run further, man. You yeah, get fitter. Exactly. It all comes off the map. You know, I yeah. used to run these, these, I love these routes from my house and, and indeed from everywhere we go and do gigs. Yeah. I know where I'm going to go and I think about where I'm going to go. Whereas this summer, I've been running to these big spaces that are slightly further away from me. Hackney Marshes, which is just a blank slate. You know? Yes. Victoria yeah. Park, which is more of a park, but still big. Mm. And just running round and round them. And it's, there is a little, there is a slightly uh, Rob, Robert Pope, Forrest Gump element mm. to just getting out under the sky and running quite just, a Just running way. around, yeah. It's funny you mentioned the vapour fly thing, because there's one thing I've learned is how, how, how pithy and sort of almost pathetic that vapor fly debate seems to be in light of lockdown if you think what we're all yeah. talking about january february are we allowed to wear vapor flies to race it's like wear whatever you want mate. Yeah. put springs on your feet yes. fly who cares Absolutely. <laughs> there's a couple more questions about shoes actually jenny asks race shoes what's the difference why do people have race shoes yeah i, d- I don't know the answer to this yeah no that's mind. an interesting one i mean i mean race shoes are i mean you, you I think you you wear race shoes to race in to feel special to help you run faster. Traditionally, they when when you used to run in the eighties, everyone would have a, a, a special set of race shoes, and they'd be lighter. They'd be really really super light, very little sole, um, and you just the distance w- shoes would be much heavier in those days too. Yeah, but even even so, race shoes would still be lighter. They'd still be lighter. Yeah, but, um, um, and the, the 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 heels and I mean things like the hockers and stuff is a fairly recent development. I would say. If you're aiming for a fast time, race shoes are really useful. Uh, 
because you just get that psychological benefit of some, putting a pair of shoes on that you don't wear very often. You associate with racing, and you get you do get that light sensation. Yeah. Um, but if you if you're aiming for if if you're not particularly motiva- motivated by a fast time, there's not that much need for them because you still you still you still need the cushioning, you know. Yeah. You still need you still need support. Because shoes are, are really important, aren't they? Even if the, they, it doesn't feel like it's important to you, yeah, you've got to get the shoes on. One, they can really make you feel at the beginning, like, beginning they kind of set you off on the right foot. As yes, well. yeah, yeah. And two, if you're having trouble with niggles and injuries and pains, good shoes can often sort that all out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whenever I whenever I run a run marathon that I'm serious about. I always buy, and people don't tell you to do this, but this is something I always do. I always buy a new pair of trainers, um, a, a new pair of race shoes at the expo. Yeah, he's doing it exactly wrong. And that, but, 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 that. but that's because I know the brands that I yeah. wear. And I go for a very little jog on the Friday before the Sunday marathon of like one or two miles, just so my feet are used to them. And then I race, and then I race in them. And I've always been absolutely fine because, because as I say, I know the brands. You do get your favourite shoes. There's a psychological rush in in wearing new shoes and new and race shoes do lose their bounce as well so you want to catch them early in the cycle for a good for a good marathon and if you say to me new shoes i say to you baby i can't wait and yeah. if anyone got that joke congratulations yes that is a very obscure song that i just quoted without singing the, the joke. and and uh, and if people want to send us new shoes please well, please do yeah, I mean, you might have slightly compromised that. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, Suzanne asks, and while we're on shoes, final shoe question. Suzanne asks, how do we feel about new shoes on the table? Oh, what the, the old superstition. Yeah, I would struggle with that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't tend to put new shoes on the table. I'm glad um, to hear you say that because I would be very strict about that. Right, <laughs> as the magpie man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For God's yeah, sake, so, no new shoes on the. I mean, totally. I genuinely, if I see a pair of shoes going onto furniture, I immediately assess and think, oh, it's okay, they're not new shoes. Or oh, thank goodness, that's a chair. Yes, but you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. I'm in the shop and they put the new shoes on the counter. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh my God, is this the table? Does the counter count as the table? Never put new shoes on the table unless you intend to eat them as a form of pre-race ritual, mm. which can work. The sacrificing of the shoes mm. prior to the race. And then the next day you're really going to leather it. Work, feel it in your soul. Works for, <laughs> works for many people. This is a very quick one. Richard and Peter Paul, ultras. The ultra remains there, doesn't it? We're definitely going to do one. Yeah, I think that... I think we are, that some, without shadow of a doubt, going to do one. It's just when. I didn't see it on the bit of paper. It's here one. Uh, are you guys ever going to do podcast and ultra? Yeah, I think... Uh, we we are and we Richard will. Richard and Peter were both asking about this, and I think there was a certain sense that Paul was into it and I wasn't, but I think that's, I think that's slightly oversimplifying it. I think you were more ready for it because you'd done your sub three. Mm, and maybe, I think yeah. that we're both struggling with it because I do think that we, we do tend to run for time Mm. And the, the longest distance you can do with that really, where that's the case is the marathon. Mm. And that to unlock and run further and kind of go up hills, that we re- to get really zen, yeah. we need to let that go and move on. And I'm sure we will, because we do equally love running over hill and dale. And, and I'm more and more aware that the slower and easier the run, the further you can get. Yeah. But, um, I'd li- I would like to do a sort of, t- you know, two, three day stage Mm. sort of ultra type outdoorsy thing at some point 
and yeah, we we will do that. We're of course all the events are stopped now. I mean, I mean we, we had we had plans this summer. Race to the Stones was certainly on. Yeah, we had we had plans this summer for that. But and also we'd love to connect a few of these questions together. We there's all the there's been some great ultra achievement in lockdown, and I think we would like to meet as many of these people as possible and run on their own turf. I'd like to get I'd love to get into the lakes and run over Wainwrights. I'll be fantastic. Who broken records up there this year? I mean, I've I've literally never mind the mental health benefits of going for a run when they've shown there's a little kind of news video yeah. of, of people running around the peaks I just drink that stuff up like a cool glass of water I'd be bang into that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I love be. running over mountains I'm more interested in the mountains than the distance actually I think if, if I just daydream what do I want from it it's fell running is, is what I'm after yeah fell running is great yeah fell running is pretty short and snappy it tends to be but it, yeah that, those long trail runs would definitely do but mm. I'm aware that it's I'm also aware that it's really easy to say let's do it but also blooming hard work as well so it's like it is a different stage of fitness it's a little bit getting used to more time on your feet and stuff yeah, and yeah, just yeah. eating on the run these a few little things you've just got to train well, that was a another question bit. okay this is good this is a very specific question right mm. you're just about to run a marathon who did this i'm going to find this you're just about to run a marathon and you haven't got any carb gel so you go to the local takeaway what here we go <laughs> craig no just for a marathon what do you eat from the local takeaway I don't think I'd eat anything. That, from unfortunately, of course, we wouldn't eat. Anything. <laughs> what is he talking about during the marathon itself? Yeah, like as marathon fuel. <laughs> mm. Nothing at all. Probably not. No. Probably. I mean, any food I put in during the marathon, <laughs> I'm forcing it, forcing it down. And uh, I do daydream. I do have a weird, like a bit of bad wiring mm. when I'm really tired and running far. That something fizzy would yeah, be yeah, welcome yeah. to me like like uh and it's actually some there must be some truth in it because the old erdinger alcohol free mm. is a recognized good post-marathon drink yeah but i think daydreaming about a pint of lager is as close as i would get to, to some, that. some people like eat things like mashed potato and stuff don't they when they're running i mean just pure carbs do you know what i mean just yeah, pure energy like a, i suppose like carbs. a ball of brown rice like yeah just just Turek a bit of brown kind of brown brown rice or something but honestly the, um, the amount of effort it takes to eat a blooming starburst yes. the idea of having a pie or a poker chips is, is yeah that's more insane. that's more ultra stuff isn't it yeah and insane. i had a real journey with the gels I'd, at first i didn't i didn't like them and then but then for my sub three i did find them useful a gel every 40 minutes yeah. everyone has different ways around it but it's always a relief when you've done all your gels and you can just start properly they're not even in your mind but yeah. un- undeniably i felt that I, I felt them i felt the benefits oh so i to experiment gels with. because when i run when i've run a really fast marathon it makes my it make, really messes with my stomach and i thought that that was gels but it's 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 fast hard running over yes over dozens yeah yeah, of yeah, miles. yeah 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 it's really what does it because i think my digestive system just it sort of clams up it tries yeah. to take itself out of the equation, out of the equation. yeah 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 should we last question then should we okay, do this yeah. this is this is the uh Simon, there's a few we didn't get to, but we'll get some next yeah, we'll time. Thank you. We'll Thanks a lot for the for, for Oh, yeah, for thanks for your help. It's fantastic. Really um, Simon. If you're still asking them and you haven't got them in yet, stop, stop. We're not yeah. going to do this again for ages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Simon on Facebook, what would we like our first race back to be? Mm. I just, <gasps> you know, I, I don't. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to slightly fudge my answer to this question. Go on then. I look forward to doing a race and races yeah. are good, but I have to say the conversation online, I miss races, I want to do a race, what race is it going to be? It's just not how I think about running. Right. That is not what I'm missing. I w- I will love them when I get to do them. Yeah. And you know, I can, we're here in Crouch End. I'd love to do the Crouch End 10k. Yeah. But what is the run I'm missing that I can't do now? I tell you it's one of two things. It's any park run. 
Yeah. Any park run anywhere, yeah. particularly ones I've done that mm. I love, but mm. I'm sure there's more I haven't done. Yeah. And uh, and you know whether it's around that stately home in Wales or Hackney or the mm. the I mean the one the Crosby is amazing, South Manchester, yeah. Glasgow, or anywhere we've run where we go and do comedy. You know, mm. South, mm. South Downs, Townmore in Newcastle. I just want I just want the geography. I want to get back into Britain. Yeah, run where I've run before. That yeah. is what I miss. Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do definitely miss that moment of massing at the start, close together, pre-race. I definitely miss that. And I, I mean, but I think it would be as emotional for me, you know, like Hackney Park Run, as it would London Marathon. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of similar thing, really. I miss that thing where you're all rammed in at the start, having a little chat and waiting for the, you know, for the for the countdown. Yeah. Um, but I sort of don't want it, I almost don't want it to come back until it can all come back. You know, yeah, it's so like, you it, it, it's like, you know, you know, we rush back to church and church is great, but church with social distancing, etc. It's a bit of a, it's not as good as it was. So I wouldn't want to be at the part run thinking, am I two metres away from that bloke and is he two metres away from me? Do you know what I mean? I either yeah, want it all back exactly. or nothing. And when that does come back, it will be fantastic. And I do really miss it, I have to say. Yeah, no, someone said on here, they said something about what is it about events? I'm just looking for the uh, for the question because it seems very related now you say that. What do you like about events? And I think that, um, I don't know who it was or what the question was, so sorry if, you, if you're thinking, that was me and this is not what I said. But what you said absolutely pins it down is that there's something about a park, whether it's a park run, a half marathon, a mm. marathon, or a 10k. Yeah. They're just it's the community, it's that moment of being there together and doing it and it doesn't matter where it is or what the distance is unless it's somewhere rubbish or badly organized or horrible but mm. that, that rarely happens, you know, that doesn't that it's just being there that feeling of community of complicity yeah. with strangers who are on the same page. Yeah, it's that, it's a community and it's that, so that you but you've all surrendered to the same ritual. You've all made the decision to drive or make your way to this place and you're all getting changed and you're all warming up and you all, you all feel that sort of collective uh, little bit of sort of excitement leading to the start and stuff and then just little stretches and then you're all gathering in and that sort of... I really like the gathering before the start. I, re yeah. I really like that. What, but just I would just say waiting at to go. that point during the gathering, and listen very carefully to me because you probably can't quite hear me, that a couple of people here today have got birthdays. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, first time and, runners. And this yeah. is your 50th time, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think most of all, we have to thank all the uh, volunteers here. So all the volunteers. Hashtag but, thank you, Marshall. But I like the and I, and I like and I like the running of the race, which is obviously extremely intense. And I like it afterwards as well. The little chat you have with people mm. after the race, you know, just really. That's well, like I find that a very handshake. I wouldn't handshake a stranger right now. I it's find it a sweaty, spitty one, but uh, that little handshake is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I find it a deeply relaxing experience after races and sort of barriers down, everyone chatting. So I really miss that whole going through that ritual together with people. I, re I really miss. Yeah, it'll come back. I like going through this ritual together with you. Yeah, <laughs> and with all of you question askers, that was great. That was lovely. Find Thank the rest you. Of the questions, we'll rattle them off, and we'll get all the rest of them answered as That's well. So kind of you and, to, uh, to, to to send in. So now we have to go for a run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. See you soon. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob Deering. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.